Hello, and welcome back to the Point Left podcast with your hosts, Skylar and Kaylin. Nice. Nice. All right. So uh, I really, before we begin, um, audio listeners only, <laughs> eat shit. So this is a treat for the video watchers. My shirt. Want to read off what it says? Um, it says, I see you sinning, and I'm all for it. Um, the law of God get laid <laughs> and it has jesus and crosses on it yeah i wore this to the airport um and i sat down and i realized that when i'm sitting down you can't really see the other half of it so for a large chunk of the airport crowd they just thought i was wearing a jesus sees you sinning shirt and i'm like oh god they think i'm a freak um so we're just gonna jump right on into it because um i i never know how to write a script that's less than like nine pages long um so sorry so before we dive right on in, because just because I feel like the internet has this discourse every like three months, whenever like a new movie or a new TV show comes out and a whole new wave of tweens are forced to sit and watch something with their parents and then they get all hot and bothered and shamed. Um, what is your opinion on sex scenes in movies and TV shows? I, I feel like I kind of have a... Mm not conflicted opinion. my opinion is very much like it depends mm -hmm. i do feel like there are a lot of instances um specifically with like female nudity where it's not necessary at all um and yet it's still added i think there are a lot of sex scenes that aren't necessary at all and they're still added um i'm also just very much a prude like me, <laughs> me and, to bring it to a place of um vanderpump uh me me and my roommate taylor were watching vanderpump last night and there's a scene where um i think it's like sheena and ariana i don't even know not ariana i don't know two of the girls go to this like acting class and their acting exercise oh my god no it's sheena and lala and their acting exercise is that they have to like have an orgasm like they have to pretend to have an orgasm and so they're just like making sex noises when harry met sally moment literally no literally um and i was just like stop please please stop i'm like we don't need to see this this adds nothing to the show and I mean, that's like a reality TV show. Um, but so I just like, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. But I do think there are certain scenarios where like it has to add something and it has to mean something and it has to like be necessary to the plot or necessary to like say something about who that character is or whatever. Like it has to have a purpose. Um, and then I'm like kind of fine with it. But also sometimes they go on way too long and I'm like, we get it that's enough they're fucking yeah yeah so yeah it, it it depends is my opinion all right all right so um i'm gonna take also kind of like a complicated because it's a complicated issue there's a reason that it keeps getting debated um every couple of months but i kind of want to get into the reason of why because i'm really looking into it and i'm gonna throw a lot of articles at you my the the articles attached to this episode is going to be like eight articles and all of them kind of say the same thing which is like we keep having these debates and yet the actual like things that are coming out are not all that sexy. Like, I think the first article I'm going to read, the, the um, I guess, not title? That's not what it's called. Headline, I guess. Movies today are largely sexless, so where is the sex scene discourse coming from? In, like, the smaller, like, little byline font. These sex scenes you mentioned, are they in the room with us? Um, they open with this quote that a media critic said recently, which is, everyone is beautiful and no one is horny. So in a nutshell, um, this article discusses how most action films and blockbusters nowadays show actors and actresses at the peak of their physical form. They dedicate these long shots to their toned bodies, but they avoid depictions of sex and sexual expression in general. And in order to make movies more appealing to a wide audience, including parents and children, studios have been making them as chaste, 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 as they possibly can. Most theatrical releases nowadays are PG-13 with hardly any mentions of sex. And yet the debate about the prevalence of sex scenes has been more heated than ever. And the debate gained new traction. Remember when like when Penn Badgley, the star of You, said that he was against appearing in sex scenes out of respect for his wife? Of course, Badgley as a professional is entitled to decide which kinds of scenes he is comfortable participating in. But his decision to give up on fictional sex led to this huge debate online about the necessity of sex scenes in TV and movies that had some viewers essentially asking for the Hayes Code to come back. And this isn't the first time that sex scenes have come under fire. However, in an era of, you know, TV and movies where sex has become kind of so rare for us to see, it kind of begs the question of where this debate is even really coming from. 
And it doesn't really take long for anyone to notice that the more vocal uh, proponents of the subject usually belong to a younger demographic. This isn't necessarily a surprise. This is, I didn't know this. According to research done in 2022, teenagers all around the globe are having less sex than their counterparts from previous generations. Data collected from kids ranging from 14 to 19 years old showed that the number of adolescents that claim to engage in no kind of sexual activity, including masturbation, rose from 28.8% to 44.2% amongst boys boys and 49.5% to 74% amongst girls between the years of 2009 and 2018. Wow. Yeah. This data not only shows that interest in sex is declining amongst kids, but also points to a disconnect between teenagers and young adults' actual sex lives and how it is portrayed in the media. Though movies these days have become largely sexless in order to appeal to a wider audience, like we said, television seems to be doubling down on sex scenes, particularly amongst teenage characters. The rise of cable and subsequently streaming services ushered in a new era for TV in which executives and showrunners could let go of limitations such as parental ratings and reach reach wider demographics. Audience clustering means that shows can now be produced with more and more specific kinds of viewers in mind, and this in turn means that there is more room for experimentation and risk-taking. And among those risks are the more realistic and even graphic depictions of sex. The idol. That, that Most HBO. Yeah, that immediately came to mind. I was like, that was a show that... That was torture porn. More than just softcore yeah. porn. I was like, that did not need the sex scenes and the sex scenes was like half of it sam levinson meet me outside yeah it was oh my god it was atrocious anyway no no good i'm (laughs) most of the people's um when everyone kind of brings up this question of like what's a sex scene that you think is you know largely unnecessary or what sex scenes ruined it a lot of people talk about like hbo's um programming which they kind of have made their brand and like this ain't your mama's tv and they've but did not double my fucking god i just had a stroke on camera they've kind of had that branding of themselves for like the past decade of like their sex scenes are they're not your mom there's no just sheet covering up movement down here you're gonna see cock and balls so this increase in like the graphic sex scenes isn't necessarily a problem But it does cause some discomfort when we look at shows aimed at younger audiences that have teenage characters as protagonists. Think Netflix's Elite or HBO's Euphoria, for instance. Though they're having less and less sex, teenagers see themselves on television engaging in frequent and risky sexual behavior, sometimes even with adults. And they fail to identify with what's being shown to them on TV. And being online, kids these days have more access to information surrounding media consumption and how it impacts society. Namely, they've become more aware that the sexualization of fictionalized teens contributes to their own sexualization by adults in the real world. And the article goes on to say that the discourse around sex and media could have stemmed from all the eroticized and excessive portrayals of sexual violence over the years. That conversation really hit its peak when Game of Thrones was on the air. Now, if you include a rape scene in your media, you get flamed. And honestly, I'm glad for that. I cannot think of a single reason why rape scenes are a thing. But that starting point fostered a very weak stomach for all sex scenes in general. And it also, the article goes on to theorize that the debate could be because sex scenes are becoming so rare that when they do happen, it seems like like a much larger deal. And the fact that so many stories can tell love stories without sex at all has kind of sold people on this idea that sex scenes themselves are unnecessary. This last year, The Bear was called one of the year's horniest programs, despite featuring not an ounce of sex at all. Bridgerton, Netflix's Bridgerton, season one had 15 sex scenes and that made it like a global phenomenon. But after hearing, they said, audience feedback, their next season only had two and those were towards the end of the whole season. You had to mm-hmm. wait for a whole season of buildup. In my personal opinion, I like that better just because I do like some good buildup before you hit the snap of they are fucking on my screen. No, absolutely. But that's just my you know opinion. Um, And an article from Lithium Magazine is that erotic thrillers just don't exist anymore. And even romance films are kind of hard to come by in theaters. You can find plenty of them as like, you know, streaming originals. Mm -hmm. But as far as like going out to theaters, like romance movies aren't really a thing. Not as if they like not not as much as they were in like the 90s and early 2000s. Um, Instead, screens are monopolized by action and superhero movies. And this makes sense because cinemas are dominated by children and teens more than they ever have been before. And in a piece for The Guardian, uh, Elwar... Edward Helmore quips, include sex and you'll get an R rating, and that means no kids, and that's not going to bring in a four-quadrant audience. In another Vogue article called, Why Are Sex Scenes Still So Controversial?, the online resistance to sex scenes in movies and TV isn't coming out of nowhere. Again, young people are having less sex than ever before, a trend that is often painted as societal scourge, but it might just simply reflect the fact that those same young people are feeling less pressured. 
Um, it's been 55 years since the end of the Hayes Code, which set industry guidelines for what kind of sex and violence could be seen on screen. And we aren't suffering a shortage of boobs or violence, but we we are lacking in the amount of sex scenes and what they could represent. Like, despite the popularity of recent queer films like Red, White, and Royal Blue and Bottoms, um, both of which have the same actor, which is funny, straight cisgender people are still most likely to be featured in mainstream sex scenes, leading to an underrepresentation of sex that is more familiar to LGBTQ viewers or even like older people. You mm-hmm. can see old people have sex. Old people, we kind of mentioned this in in um in our aging um podcast episode where like if old women are like sexual, it's either like horrific, yeah. a nightmare, yeah. or like a joke in like an Adam Sandler movie. It's like, haha, she's sucking dick with no teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I will say I saw the Hayes Code written out on your script, and I this is the first time I think I've actually read it. I thought it was like Hayes, like, oh, like H-A-Z-E. H-A-Z-E. Mm. It's H-A-Y-S. So feeling very Hayes. educated this evening. <laughs> so I feel like we can't have this conversation about young people and sex in the media without talking about Heartstopper. And this is, this is, listen, (laughs) like there's a reason. This is actually relevant. Okay. This is not just me being obsessed with it again. So for the few of you who haven't seen Heartstopper yet, uh, leave a comment down below so I can find you and force you to watch it Clockwork Orange style. But until then, um, it is a tween slash teen romance coming of age television show based on a series of graphic novels. And one of the main selling points of Heartstopper is that it celebrates taking your time with your sexuality, be that your own sexual identity or taking your time doing sexual things with your partner. It celebrates moments of intimacy that aren't just sex or sexual acts. And it was first seen as this like refreshing take on high schoolers that feels more close to life than other shows that take place in high school, even on the same streaming platform. So it's on Netflix, like sex education is on Netflix. Um, I'm blanking on other things right now, but like Netflix is no stranger to showing some sex scenes. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I wasn't having sex in high school and only like a handful of my friends were. Mostly we were worried about like other stuff like college and grades and trying like really hard not to be depressed. So our heart stopper in that way felt more realistic than other media aimed at teens. It kind of felt more real. But Heartstopper has run into a problem, and that problem was exacerbated by the release of the second season that dropped this past August. So fans of the show are doing that thing that all fans do once their show reaches like a certain level of popularity, and that's that they are not being normal. Uh, so they're they're putting it on this like pure pedestal, and they're idolizing it amongst other teen media, and notably among other queer media. To quote Twitter user Foz Meadows, when you talk about how icky and gross and problematic that other queer content is with the fucking and the swears and the moral ambiguity and the bad choices, they're not good and clean and pure, all you're really doing is siding with the same leopards who will later eat your face. Mm-hmm. Um, referencing that meme, it's like, when I voted for the leopards that would eat your face party, I never thought they'd eat my face. Aww. A, like, homophobes, racists, etc. Let me make this clear. Heartstopper is not good just because there's no sex in it. Including sex in Heartstopper will not ruin it. Currently, new chapters of Heartstopper are being released twice a month on Webtoon. And in these most recent chapters, sex is finally discussed with main characters Nick and Charlie exploring and developing that developing developing that area of their relationship. And the novella titled Nick and Charlie also includes a very like cut to the curtains sex scene and a mention that they have had sex in the past. And according to what I've seen on Twitter and TikTok, which you'd think wouldn't be a lot, but I'm t- dialed in t- too much. I think I've seen every single take uh, <laughs> about this show that can possibly be posted on the fucking internet. This is either A, a very unpopular choice, or B, people are just like freaking out about it like it's the most scandalous thing ever, both of which worry me. Like, I get it. It can be a little disheartening to see what you consider another piece of teen media falling into the sex pit. But that itself is kind of telling of another serious problem with infantilizing and wobifying gay people, notably gay men. It's like there's this scandalous outcry when these two like precious, precious, innocent little gay babies dare to be horny. Mm-hmm. This is not a, like a requirement for a relationship by any means, but these two in, the characters specifically are in a long-term, serious relationship. They love each other. They are sexually attracted to each other. They want to have sex, and thus they have sex. And the amount of like pearl clutching and like fainting about that just like rubs me the wrong way. Um, some critics have called Heartstopper puritanical with its heavily censored content, and I don't fully agree with that. I think calling it puritanical implies that it's this PG for like cynical or even like ignorant reasons, and I don't think that's the case. 
I think the creator just really wanted to showcase that queer media doesn't always have to be not only dark and depressing, but that coming out as gay isn't inherently a sexual proclamation. It's like all those conservatives that are like, how can he come out as gay at 11? He's too young to be having gay sex. Like, sir, sir, those are different, sir. Sex and sexuality are two very different conversations, and I'm glad that Heartstopper is doing the work at separating them. However, this is coming with the added consequence that their fan base is becoming puritanical with how they interact with it. Like, Nick and Charlie have a, like a four-minute makeout montage in the second season of the show, and you would have thought these two were just fucking butt-fuck naked by how the internet was reacting to them. And with the broader acceptance of queer spaces into the mainstream, there needs to be a bigger push on insisting that gay people are also normal. Like, they aren't these, like, two pure angels who blush like nuns when they chastely hold hands. They can be, absolutely. I'm not saying that being gay is one experience. But to be, like, angry or frenzied at the idea that these gay teens can also have sex just like their straight counterparts, that's not being helpful. It's like, I noticed with the, you know, Heartstopper getting bigger and bigger with more and more fans, it's like this wave of 13-year-olds who are like, oh, finally, I can watch gay people without that horrible, disgusting gay intimacy. Finally, I can watch one. I'm like, fuck you. This is not for you. Get out of my sight. Over the weekend, I saw the movie Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, which is also a piece of media depicting a queer teen love story. The movie's mid. That's not the point. The t- <laughs> and I wish it wasn't mid, but it is. The two boys only kiss twice, but they write letters back and forth. And in one such letter, one character asks the other if he masturbates. At the mere mention of masturbation, there was an audible groan across my whole theater with like two people sitting on both sides of me. One of them going like out loud, like, no, no, no. One of them was like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. And these are not kids. These are grown people. I'm like, I see you. You have wrinkles. You have gray hair. We can handle it. At like the mention of masturbation, they didn't even do anything. They didn't show anything. They didn't imply that he was jerking it under the sheets or anything. They just like mentioned it and this blanket of squeamishness just erupted in my theater. Like, surprise, sometimes gay people masturbate. There is a song, um, it's Jesus Christ 2005, God Bless America, which is a collab between the 1975 and Phoebe Bridgers. And I saw a TikTok recently with like several thousand likes saying like, Phoebe's verse is so beautiful until Maddie Healy wrote the next lyric because the full line is, I'm in love with a girl next door. Her name's Claire. Nice when she comes around to call, then masturbate the second she's not there. And so many comments on that TikTok being like, I like to cut it off right before the end, before the man with the lyrics ruin. Can we not just call that homophobia that you can tolerate this like pretty flowy lyric about being in love with the girl next door, but like the second it talks about sexual pleasure, it's filthy and disgusting. And surely only the horny man could have come up with it instead of a woman who must have been like strong-armed and singing about masturbating because that's fucking nasty. Mm -hmm. At what point do we just kind of peel back that that might not be good Mm -hmm. either? This is making me sound like I'm super comfortable with sex scenes and sex mentions and all of my media all the time. And I'll be honest, I'm not. I really am not. But I'm also not like that one woman who went viral. I don't know if you saw this for having her husband shield his eyes when the sex scene in Oppenheimer was on. I did not see that. It went viral, I think, on on TikTok and in Twitter. She's more of like, you know, the the religious wives. But she was basically like she's like she had her husband like shield his eyes and like hide his face under her shoulder whenever there was a sex scene in the theater yeah are we children yeah or like she insisted that this movie have a trigger warning not like that sexual scenes which which is what the fucking rating system is like sexual scenes involved it's not just that but like a warning for when sexual scenes are about to be shown so that way they can take the necessary precautions um, for instance, just walking out of the fucking theater and walking back in when the sex scene is over. That's to listen, guys, we can, ha- I'll just be uncomfortable in my seat. Yeah. Just sitting in your chair, kind of cringing a little bit. You'll survive. And but here's the thing, just because I'm not comfortable with something doesn't mean that it's automatically bad, which I think is like a real issue that I think Gen Z and millennials like actually struggle to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like just because it makes you personally uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's automatically evil and should be banned. Like me, I get it. I don't love when I see kink at pride, even as like a like a teen. I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? 
Um, do you know what I do? I look the other fucking way because yeah. it. I realize it isn't for me. But if I start like moral policing what is and isn't acceptable at fucking pride, what does that solve? What does that mm-hmm. prove that I'm better than them? I'm not. In fact, I guarantee you that people who shamelessly display like display their kinks at pride are braver than me. They are braver than you. They are braver than any U.S. Marine. That takes genuine courage. Just like yeah. yep, yiff away, good friend, yeah. in, in full leather. I feel like a lot of people tend to forget that art is often made to like be a be a piece of life you know to like depict real life Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to relationships like sex is a huge part of that in i most cases so it it, i i I guess i don't really understand like the whole wanting to remove it completely i will say when i was in college i took a class one time i can't remember what fucking class it was but basically we were supposed to come up with like a new idea or like a solution to um like triggering things in media and basically we were supposed to like argue to the class whether we think like triggering things in media should just be completely removed or if there's a solution to it and the solution that my group came up with was to on streaming services like netflix or something you know how when you're watching a tv show it'll be like oh skip the you know intro of this Mm -hmm. and you can just like get onto the show was to have something like that pop up when triggering things were to come on screen Mm -hmm. that way you could choose whether or not you want to watch watch it or not and like that would be in instances of like drug abuse rape um incest things like that yeah. like not necessarily consenting or things you just sex. personally don't want to see yeah which i i guess in some cases like that could be triggering to people i don't want to you know say like what is and isn't um but it is a little like if you're going to a theater this okay also this is my biggest fucking pet peeve when you are in a theater you are silent yeah you are What's silent that from the last of us it's like we're not just quiet silent literally <laughs> I, there have been plenty of times in a movie where i'm like oh but yeah do you want I, I don't say anything aloud i might like cover my face with my hands or something but to be like no 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 when like a sex scene comes on screen or someone talks about masturbating like i'm sorry grow up literally like grow the fuck up this is maybe like stop being a snowflake but like it, it i i i think it's a little ridiculous to assume that all of the media that is going to be made is going to be made in alignment with like what you want yeah and without keeping in mind that like these creators are creating things from their perspective and they are creating things in a way that speaks to them and that is you know maybe of their own experience and like sex is a huge part of life and i feel Mm -hmm. like to say that it's not and to like gloss over it in media could be inherently dangerous to even like our own perceptions of sex you know we i i feel like so many people talk about how important sex education is and like obviously it's very very important but i also think part of that is like not villainizing it in this way where like it can't even be represented in a meaningful way on like tv or in in film no because i think someone um is gonna get touched upon like super briefly later on but like um someone noticed that there is a very disheartening trend amongst the younger and younger generations where on the one hand they seem to be the most open-minded about things like you know if, if you're gay if you're queer if you're trans um if you have like mental illness they, they on the surface they're like very pro that they're not going to kick you out but on the other hand they seem to have like as as their world becomes boomerang myself but as the world becomes more and more um algorithmically inclined to just them they find themselves incapable of actually being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. being uncomfortable is something that genuinely like a lot of people are theorizing that like the younger and younger generations simply can't handle not that the older ones can handle it any better but at least they have more experience with being uncomfortable and like how a lot of people are like i i you know support everyone with mental illness but then sometimes mental illness isn't just like staying in bed all day it's being a bitch it's 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 being psych it's it's throwing a fit it's throwing shit it's Mm -hmm. being self-destructive it's being nasty it's Mm -hmm. not bathing it's not brushing your teeth it's being unsavory it's it's being a bitch and, and being mean and abusive that is also mental illness and i feel like a lot of people were like 
No, I support it, but like as long as it doesn't make it doesn't inconvenience me in any way, as long as it doesn't make me personally uncomfortable. And I sex does make you uncomfortable if you're not into it, you know, if you're not if you didn't if you weren't prepared for it. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a lot of why a lot of people um feel so put like put off by sex scenes is that as sometimes if you don't go into it knowing that's where it's gonna go, then it can be like a like a like a band-aid ripoff. Like I remember as a kid there was nothing I hated more. Um then like I would watch like a like a like a raunchy comedy and the joke would be that the main character would lock eyes with a girl cut to next scene she's on top of him like because that's all it would take meanwhile like I was just begging for any sort of gay media because like these two girls are the closest of friends and they have the they understand each other like no other and that's never gonna happen but all it takes is like the girl and the guy to make eye contact once and suddenly like cut to jump cut yeah. they are fucking like or like they just both like flop back at the pillow at the same time They're like that was the best sex i've ever had and i'm like oh oh okay i think a lot of it is like you go into like a you know if you if you're turning on 50 shades of gray you're like i know what i'm getting into you feel less uncomfortable that way because it's it's well advertised and like when they have sex it's a build-up like you know you know the the dress will slowly lift up the thigh and you're like yep i know where this is going where a lot of times the editing could also make it seem like a jump scare you're like oh god they're naked and like it makes you want to like shield your eyes um and the the earlier article um in vogue also talked about that maybe one of the reasons that um in addition to like you know like oh you know rape scenes are bad which they are that's why i hate outlander so much (laughs) sorry mom it sucks um is that uh they just don't want to see like actors be uncomfortable that like um you know some actors will come out and they're like there wasn't an intimacy coordinator on set you know i was uncomfortable with the sex scene being in here i was forced to do it against you know my i wasn't comfortable with this and it you know it seems like some some people are like oh no like my favorite actors in a sex scene i hope they're not uncomfortable like because i would never want to do that and i'm like but they're actors it, the circumstances are a little different just because you wouldn't doesn't mean that that's not something that they are comfortable doing but again like you know directors can sometimes twist their arm to do that. so that could also be a concern yeah that's that that part's complicated i will say i think re- recently especially with like all of the discourse that has been going on with like sex scenes in media and like sex scenes on set um it is pretty standard to have a sex coordinator i don't think it is a requirement yet um, but it's kind of it like... It raises eyebrows when you don't have yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't. Exactly. So I, I definitely think, obviously, like, historically in the past, there probably, unfortunately, have been a lot of sex scenes. And frankly, probably still are that actors are uncomfortable doing, that they feel violated in, that, like... And, and that is never okay. Like, that's mm-hmm. never good. But I think all of these discussions are important in having so that, like, when sex scenes are in media and when they are being, you know, performed on set, like you are having the proper precautions and like people in place to ensure that it is a safe and comfortable like situation to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this all kind of like brings us back to the main question. Why are Mm -hmm. people, me included, so squeamish about sex scenes in movies and TV? And like, again, like maybe it could have something to do with not wanting the actors to be put in precarious circumstances, or it could be the phenomenon where just because something is scarce, it seems more intense since there's less to cushion the blow. But I think personally, kind of chewing on a little bit, I it could be for some a couple other reasons. Okay, this is gonna be one of those moments where I connect red yarn on a corkboard with my points here, but bear with me. The housing market. <laughs> bear with me! <laughs> bear with me! So more and more people are unable to live on their own, either having to live with roommates or to live with their parents. This could either be like their current situation or a living situation that they've lived in for longer than average or at least longer than people in the past have had to live with their parents or live with other people. Mm -hmm. And we all know that one of the worst things on God's green earth is watching a spicy team with your parents in the room. Oh, God, it's the fucking worst. I get hot. I start talking through it. I like get nauseous. I cover. I'm like, I just start like, oh, what's this? This is. Hey everyone, I disapprove. And I'm like trying to desperately make eye contact with my dad. And I'm just like, I don't want, I didn't put this on. I didn't know. I didn't. My mom was looking at me accusatory like I fucking made it. I just sit so still. I do not move a muscle. I want my parents to forget that I am even in the room. You're like slowly, like, you're cutting off your oxygen intake. Because you're like, I, know, literally, I don't want to disturb them. I know, I'm like. It's getting like. It's giving like like a fucking squid game hide and seek game where like it's a close up of your sweaty face. You're like, 
like biting down on, a, on your fucking hand to, to make no, no noise no yeah no there there is no experience worse <laughs> and like i think that knee-jerk reaction of shame of embarrassment has stuck around longer with us mm-hmm. for some reason and maybe it is that prolonged interaction with our families and friends our lack of privacy in our living spaces that make us more self-conscious about what it is that we're watching we could be developing a pattern of that for later in life of being put in situations where we had to answer for something we were watching someone walking they're like the fuck is this like those memes where it's like the anime but when you're you're the anime when your mom walks in and it's like nothing but like tits and ass and she's like softcore moaning and your mom's like what's this what you, where'd you find this? Who made this? Who put this on? You're grounded. Like we always, um, and I'll be honest, sometimes I'll watch like a cheesy show and sometimes like my roommate Hannah will walk in and she'll like, you know, she'll be scrolling on her phone, but suddenly I'm like very aware of how like yes. dorky and bad what I'm watching is. And I get embarrassed even though I didn't make it. I had no, ch- this isn't my fault, but I'm just like, oh no, she's going to like, judge me. Um, and those patterns of like that that reaction to to being judged for what we're watching aren't going away as fast as they have in the past another thing too that lack of privacy i'm used to this feeling i call it catholic guilt (laughs) or if i watched like a salacious or a spicy thing i suddenly i felt this giant wave of shame because god is looking right at me as i look at this filth I will be alone watching a movie, but the second it turns into like a sex scene, I feel the need to posture that like I don't approve. I'll say it out loud. I'm like, oh, what's this? Like, I, I, I'll, I'll need to look away. Who am I performing to? I'm alone. That's God, baby. <laughs> you are being watched and you are being bad. Shame, shame, shame. I'm not even religious. That shit, yeah. like Catholic guilt has a, has a it's nasty little habit of just being permanent ink on my brain. And so another little tinfoil hat moment. But at this point, we all kind of have to acknowledge that we do live in a surveillance state. Privacy is kind of a foreign concept. And if it isn't God watching you watch a sex scene, it's Siri. It's your smartphone. That feeling is exacerbated tenfold when you see a sex scene in a theater. Because that's dozens of people sharing your space as you all watch people pretend to have sex. It can feel humiliating. Like it's real. It's not. Your brain knows it's fake and that these are actors and you're not doing anything wrong. But it taps into this feeling of voyeurism that you are committing a sex crime. You are the creep in the closet watching people have sex. You are the one filming them with a fucking janky camcorder, you sick fuck. You're not! But it's just like this wash of like humiliation and shame just like washes over and i'm like that's not you you're Mm -hmm. you're watching a movie this is normal get a grip but like why am i losing the grip where has the grip gone (laughs) and i think also the accessibility of porn kind of leads to this extremism when it comes to simulated sex scenes footage of actual sex happening is stupid easy to find and so we as the generations who grew up on the internet, we've had to navigate kink and weird sexual fantasy stuff more intensely than previous generations did. You can get yourself a play. Not that porn didn't exist before the internet. Not what I'm saying. But like you would have to kind of seek out to find it. You know, you yeah. had to rent that shit. You had to go into a store and buy that shit. You had to find that shit. You had to pay-per-view that shit in the hotel room. You had to buy a Playboy magazine. 20 seconds on my smartphone, I can pull up a porn video right now for free. It doesn't take anything. And... What could be perceived as like an innocent, like what you, like media shows up on your phone. You, it seems innocent on the surface. You know, having grown up with DeviantArt, that someone is jerking off to this. This is a fetish for someone. And certain like content will show up on like your TikTok or Instagram, your For You page. And it just has this like uncomfortable aura around it that you can pick up on that a lot of older people can't. They're like, that was random. And you're like, mom, that was a fetish. They're smashing like milk with their feet. that is a fetish i know you don't know that you just think it's random and like a waste of thing and it is um but also they are directly pandering to a very weird fetish and we have like fetish pickup on like antennae that i think older people just simply don't have because they're like if it's a fetish they'll they'll show up to me in leather and a full ball gag and then i'll know it's sexy you're like the internet's weird Mm -hmm. okay sometimes they hide this shit And it doesn't help that, like, sex scenes nowadays are filmed way more intensely than sex scenes in the past. Like, where before, again, they might have been hidden by a sheet or, like, the expressions could have been a little campier. A lot of, like, you know, they might see some titties, but you're not going to see, like, cock and balls. You're not going to see, like, bare ass. Maybe you will, but not two bare asses. Not the girl's bare ass. But um, now with, like, HD camera angles and, you know, the inclusion of intimacy coordinators and developments in, like, smaller genital protective wear, sex scenes look more real than they did before. It looks like they're fucking. They aren't. Legally, they can't be. 
but you know that like the cock sock that they have him wear is now smaller and like everything's covered essentially mm-hmm. you're not seeing his taint because he got a fucking you know a essentially a pad glued up there you're not seeing his hole but they're gyrating in a very realistic very coordinated way that makes it look like sex and all of that could make our brains way more sensitive to arousing things and with that comes more shame and again to quote like the earlier article from the sydney morning herald a broader conversation is taking place in the tv landscape have we become so oversexed that we're now over sex wow what a nice play on words (laughs) Because, like, outside of your euphorias and, like, you know, you're your the idols and other HBO softcore porn escapades, sex scenes are actually allowed to be more realistic and more awkward and more mm-hmm. messy. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a little bit of me advocating for sex scenes now. Look at me. Who is he? He. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> because, like, look at where we started with sex scenes. Who was having the sex, right? Beautiful, straight, cis, white people having heterosex with each other. And if you did include sex with like a teen demographic in mind, it would be seen as this like taboo, avoidable thing that ruins lives. Like Degrassi would be like, if you have sex, you will get STDs, you will get pregnant, assaulted and die. Mm. And like Boy Meets World and other like, you know, family friendly ABC approved content, it would be like waiting for marriage. Abstinence is cool, kids. And then like Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the... For being a... Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, for being a sex columnist, you are such a fucking prude about kink and sex and thinking that bisexuality is fake. (laughs) And that God forbid you were gay on screen in the past 20 years and you Uh wanted to have an intimate scene with someone. It was 90% like, well, congrats, you got AIDS. Uh, Hope that was worth it. Or, oop, you've been caught. Hope you like getting beaten to death. Like sex scenes now can just do wonders for being like, hey, casual teen. Uh, sex isn't necessarily something that you need to be doing, but you aren't going to immediately get pregnant and die. But it probably also won't be the greatest thing ever that will rock your world and make you complete. I think the more that sex scenes can get, like, uh, accepted, the more that we can, like, really show bad sex scenes. I feel like in a lot of coming of age stories where, like, they can't get their shoes off in time Uh and they're like... Um, uh, I didn't watch this, but I saw this clip from No Hard Feelings where he's like, did you come? She's like, that was my thighs. <laughs> and he goes, oh. Like, like small, awkward, messy things that you can show that sometimes sex isn't always this like big, glorious thing. Because that was a problem. Like I was had, I did fan fiction too young and sex was always this perfect, mind blowing thing that fucking always worked. <laughs> Everyone always came all the time. Uh, then every time they went blind for a second because the orgasmic rush of... <laughs> they heard angels <laughs> in their ears. And it's like... And then you have sex when, like, for the first time and you're like, so that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> owie. Ow, 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 owie. Well, and then I feel like that almost brings shame as well because mm-hmm. then you're like, well, I'm doing it wrong. Like, I'm doing something wrong. Like, mm-hmm. it's my fault. Because all the other sex scenes, everyone's always, like, flopping against the fucking pillow with bedhead being like, wow, wow, that's the best I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we've had enough of, like, the the campy, cringy sex scenes um, of movies past that I feel like, but, like, that's why I think it's not good to get rid of them completely. And also, like, they can also do, like, you know, gay sex can be just as intimate and normal as any other sex that you've seen. I personally have yet to see a lesbian sex scene that felt like it was made for lesbians. Every, like, you know, even like two girls making out, it always kind of feels like you're you're making it for the men and like the straight girls in the audience and never for like actually sapphic women who like it. It's not made for us. And it's almost like it's always titillating for other people's arousal and not for hours. So I would like to see that potentially like i get sex scenes can be awkward to sit through because sex can be awkward especially if you're also not horny watching it because that could also be the main difference right if you go around looking for sexual content where you are in the mood it's gonna hit versus if you're just down to watch a casual movie and you're suddenly thrust in this very intimate very like embarrassing potentially situation that you were not prepped for it can feel like an affront it can feel like an offense you're like oh my god i just i i'm a hard-working american i just came here to eat popcorn and watch some things you're telling me now i get to see butts moving against other butts yeah. <laughs> 
but I yeah, getting rid of them completely, I think also completely is a very puritanical, very ignorant way of looking at the world. And I and I don't want to be like, you know, if you don't include sex, that's not the real world, because I think I made it very not everything is sex. But I think also this idea that if you include sex, it's automatically this like debauched, filthy porn. I was like that to me shows that you are putting way too much stock in sexual escapades that aren't immediately for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like not every sex scene is meant to turn you on. Not every sex scene is meant for you to like, if you can't handle a sexual situation because you automatically are like, Oh fuck no, I got to go jack off. That to me gives a little more of like a porn addiction and less oh. of like an actual need for the media around you to acclimate to your own needs and personal sensibilities. Um, and allowing those tender moments of intimacy, they can allow people to like find themselves within cinema and they can result in sexual awakenings and acceptance. I joke around a lot that like Rocky Horror Picture Show, like gave little Skylar like 10 sexual awakenings and I rewatched it as an adult. It gave me 10 more. But I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, you could have fried an egg on my face. I was beat red because my, my mom let me watch it. And for a lot of it, like, I my head was buried in like the crook of her shoulder and her hand was covering all of my eyes for most of it. I only the first time I watched Rocky Horror the like the whole way through, I remember none of it just because every two seconds my eyes were covered and like yeah. with that ironclad mom grip that like her fucking fingers were fused to my scalp. So if, even if I wanted to like peer through, it's not happening. Um, but I watched it eventually and I was like, I'm discovering some things. And um, to quote that Vogue article again, depicting sex is not inherently negative, nor is it damaging to the viewer or to the actors engaged in the scene. Of course, sometimes those scenes have caused harm, like the lead actresses in that film Blue is the Warmest Color have come out saying that like, hey, that whole situation was not good. And I mean, a lot of regrettable things happened in that set. But that seems more like an argument for having intimacy coordinators on set rather than for shunning sex scenes altogether. Like you said, sex is a part of life, one that isn't inherently more problematic or dangerous to portray than any other facet of existence. And if we we stand to lose something by it, if we try to disincline filmmakers from engaging with it, full stop. Because there's a new fear of like, you go to see like a hot new movie and if it has sex in it, you're like, oh God, I wonder if the youths will take this away. Not to be like a full, you know, conspiracy theory, but like, this is why we hate the younger generation because i refuse to go that sour this fast we can't turn on each other this fast but yeah it is and not to bring it all the way back but like gen z you're supposed to be the cool ones like why are you guys being so conservative with this one area when it comes to things like sex and i on the one hand am kind of proud of this conversation because i do appreciate that we seem to be um devaluing sex as this like it's not real love without it mm-hmm. um or you know if the movie is incomplete without because sex sells, you know, I'm glad that we're trying to move away from that as like the epicenter of good cinema, of good storytelling, because you're right, it, not every situation needs it. But to insinuate that all sex scenes are unnecessary is that's ignorant. You mm-hmm. have not seen enough movies if that is the case. And I think, too, is um, I don't know, I feel like. We, we mentioned this meme a lot. You're like, I'm just a 26-year-old teenage girl. But I see tweets sometimes, like I saw a tweet the other day where it was like, I'm so tired of reading about teenage protagonists. And someone's like, girl, get the fuck out of the YA section. Which is true. I, I yeah. refuse to not watch kids' cartoons for a fat minute because I was like, I don't want to see anything like uncomfortable. I'd rather watch like my kids' show stuff. But then after a while, I was like, oh, this is a kids' show. Like, kids' shows got a kids' show eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much cool lore and cool art that you can tolerate at a kids' show without them also having to teach you the value of friendship and other lame things that kids need. You don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, toxic, um, you know, cartoon fans, it's because they stem from this idea that, like, they want the media that they consume to adhere to their own personal sensibilities. And a lot of people getting mad at like shows like Steven Universe for having like a nonviolent message instead of a message that they think they would have wanted to see where it's like you have forgotten. You are not the target demographic for this. I know you wanted this giant take to task on like, you know, hurt your oppressors instead of getting mad at this idea um, that they said in the show, which is if you hurt your enemies, you're just as bad as them. I get that that can be annoying to have someone like a grown adult say that to you, but you're not, this isn't for grown adults. This is for children. 
And I think, too, is the more people kind of cling to their, like, why, like, I only read YA. And that's how you get so scandalized when you go into, like, the adult, you know, media. And a lot of it does have things that are, like, protagonists that aren't good people. I see so, like, media literacy is at an all-time low. Because I see so many people, um, like, with a main character that isn't this, like, Boy Scout. And they fucking lose their minds and i'm like not every main character is going to be this like moral high ground they do the right thing every time because people make mistakes and that's cinema sometimes things are messy and sexy and sometimes they say the fuck word and sometimes like it gets bloody and it's not always this fluffy feel-good stuff and i think instead of um, being like why isn't more things sanitized to the point where i can watch it with my family it's enough to be like Maybe not everything is for you. I think that's one of the like personal, um, you know, journeys that I've gone down is like not everything is for me. And just because something isn't for me doesn't mean that it needs to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like sometimes I'm just not the target demographic. Mm -hmm. And what you do then is you just move on yeah. because it's going to be for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You write your letterboxed review and you move on and, and you, you get no bitches and then you move on with no bitches <laughs> being bitchless. That's yes. as far as other articles that I got. Um, I'm curious to see like any other final thoughts about sex scenes from you as far as like, did, did I change your mind or like any other thing that you kind of, because I think the, the why is I think what, what um, is so interesting to mm-hmm. me and for that, there's kind of few answers. I think a lot of people, again, like theorize that maybe it's this and maybe it's this. But I think in general, this like, and I get that like sex is an adult thing and it's like being shown immediately like, oh my God, they're, they're having sex in front of my screen. Ah. But like, we don't necessarily have that reaction to a lot of other adult things. Like right now, you know, <laughs> okay, I'll have to burp again. <clears throat> Christ. Um, like you could watch a horror movie right now where someone just gets like shot in the face and the bullet goes through one eye out the other eye and it's fucking gross. Do we just go like, ew, there's blood on my screen. Like, I don't, I know you do. I know you do. I'm like, I'll say I could stand for a little less gore in certain things. But, but once again, like with, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely someone who, I'm, I'm definitely someone who does not do well with gore literally at all which is why i avoid gore heavy horror films like that's that's not my media that's not the media that i like to consume i fully understand that other people enjoy that and really love like slashers and things like that not for me personally not for me um and no i i definitely feel like you're right in that i think because it makes us feel uncomfortable so many people resent that feeling Mm -hmm. that they take it to an extreme where they're like, well, that just shouldn't be in media. That doesn't need to be in media. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like I said before, the same people who advocate for comprehensive like sex education are the people who are being like, no, I don't think like that sex scene was necessary. Like, I don't think that had to happen. Like we didn't need to see anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, I, I, I feel like sex is such a like, amalgamation of like so many things that you can't just have like the scientific like do's and don'ts and like how to have safe sex and like all of these things and then not also have representation of like how it can bond you emotionally and how it can you know change this dynamic in this relationship yeah how it can be fun how it can be bad how it can be (laughs) awkward like you you can't I think I think both of those serve value, um, and yeah, it's I I I definitely think that it makes people uncomfortable, and they just immediately are like, no no no, get it get it off my screen, get it off my screen, mm-hmm. which like I I understand, but I do think there definitely are scenes and scenarios in media where it is necessary and it does drive the plot in a certain way or it tells you something about the character or it tells you something about their relationship that's like really necessary i think i i wish i could like pull up a very specific example but i feel like there are there are 
there's media where you might see someone in a relationship and you're like, oh my God, their relationship seems great. Like blah, blah, blah. And then you cut to a sex scene and like their sex scene is, or their sex is like so awkward and uncomfortable and like non-pleasurable. So that way in the next scene, when you see that person like complaining about their partner or like contemplating breaking up or something, like it provides that context Mm -hmm. because like sometimes people are great and like the sexual chemistry just isn't there. And like, that's also important in a relationship. Um, But I, yeah, I think it's really interesting that we are kind of like regressing back to a place of like purity where it's like, no, get it off my screen. I don't want to see it. Um, It might give me a boner. (laughs) My mom is here. But it's like, it's also, I think so important because without these sex scenes in media, the only other sex scenes that we would have available to us is porn. Yeah. And I feel like we all kind of know like the negative effects of porn on the brain. Mm -hmm. And like that would not be okay if that was the only access that we had to like sexual media. Yeah. And I think uh, what a lot of, you know, teens kind of bounce back from is they're like, no, I can't avoid it because it's everywhere. Like, you can avoid slasher movies because you don't want to see gore, but it'd be like if I surprised you with gore and a, a random circumstance. And I'm like, listen, listen, bud. Like, not the same cannot be said for older movies because, again, like I wasn't around and the regulations I feel like are different. But nowadays, if you want to include a sex scene, you have to work hard to include it, which means that they wouldn't have included it for no reason. You have to, and like, cast actors that are okay with it, you have to, like, get an intimacy coordinator to orchestrate the scene, to choreograph the scene. You have to, you know, close set. You have to get, you have, you have to basically, and, and before, before you even get to that stage, when you're writing the script, you have several scripties and like editors being like, are you sure this is necessary? You ha- if there is a sex scene in a modern thing, unless you're Sam Levinson, meet me outside. Usually, if it was unnecessary, it wouldn't have happened someone would have argued for it not to be there because a lot of you know movies i i get that like also at the same time movies are getting too long um and sometimes you're like you can't cut this but i feel like more and more people are like things need to serve the story we don't really have a lot of movies that are kind of free flow and casually kind of bounce around things and this wasn't important but we showed it anyway we this wasn't important but we showed it anyway like I feel like if a sex scene is included in a in a movie, they deemed it important enough that it it communicated something either about the characters, about their dynamics, about how the, about the power struggles that they might be having, about their own internalized fears, about their self. About it, it communicated something. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I even then it was like, um, you know people going back of like i only want sex scenes if like they deserve to be there if they earned it it's like what's this what do you what qualifies as earning it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like who why do you get to be the judge of when a sex scene is deemed necessary or not if you've already decided that sex in general isn't necessary why should i give you that power if you've already decided that all of it's gross Mm -hmm. wow big brain big Big brain. brain Anyway, that's it for me. Um, yet again, it's sweaty in this apartment. I wish it weren't. Hold on, I'm going to do one last fan. Yeah. Peep the pit stains. Uh, <laughs> um, and now we will make orgasm noises. <laughs> make sure to turn this all the way up. This is not safe for work. Um, no, just kidding. Obviously um that's not necessary to the plot of this podcast no no exactly exactly san levinson <laughs> not not around these parts Put on my brass knuckles for you <laughs> um thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode we are available on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube um if you want to see our faces and our pit stains <laughs> um my glowy complexion is it sweater highlight it's always sweat who's to say who's to say um yeah thank you bye mm.